Welcome to the Financial Flight Plan with Tim Estes and Bree Reyes. When it comes to your financial future, we believe the sky is the limit. We'll give you the proper tools to keep your engine <clears throat> portfolio running smoothly. Let us pilot the answers to some of your toughest financial issues. The Financial Flight Plan starts now. Hello and welcome into the Financial Flight Plan Podcast. I am Ben George. She's Bree Reyes. She's an investor coach and certified financial planner over at Estes Financial Services. You'll find them there serving the Metroplex or office in Fort Worth. And you'll find them online as well at EstesFinancial.net. Bree, welcome in. How are you? Doing wonderfully. Great. We have begun birthday season in the Reyes household. Oh, yeah. And let's see, I'm thinking my father-in-law's birthday is today. Happy birthday, dad. And then from here, we get into, we have four birthdays, five birthdays in April, three, four birthdays in May. Goodness. Yes. So my budget for (laughs) gifts is something that I have to think about early because I know that a majority of the birthdays in our family are spring birthdays. Mm Mm-hmm. So I always take, and we have a lot of immediate family members. Um, I am, I come from one of those traditional American families, meaning my parents have been, my biological parents have been divorced since I was three, I think three or four, maybe. Um, And so I have step parents and half brothers and, and stepsister and my husband's family as well. And so we've got quite a few people when I just look at my immediate family. Um, And that's not even counting the kids in Nate's class are having birthday parties. We have a birthday party every weekend for like the next two months. That's what I was going to ask. For a like your, class. your calendar is now booked for the next couple of months. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's absolutely positively completely insane <laughs> in in a interesting, interesting way. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> a great time of the year, you know, right? The weather's nice typically. Uh, I know. Dallas is obviously it could be it could be snow one day and seventy the next as we're recording this when you get as as we're recording this I'm (laughs) waiting for snow yes 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 well good luck with that that'll be fun that'll be enjoyable don't eat too much cake along the way you know uh, that's that's the hard part with all these birthdays (laughs) a lot of sweets (laughs) staying away from the sweets I'd say the hardest part is the dent in my wallet that it puts it's worse than Christmas yeah um sounds like it but you know. We budget appropriately accordingly. Yeah, that's the, that's the name of the game, the budget, right? Is that what you call it? The budget, yes. Well, today on the show, we're going to talk about uh, the guessing game in retirement, the three most important factors um, that, that people guess on quite often in their retirement planning if they're not working with someone, and things can go really awry if you are not getting these three specific areas, at least pretty close, right? It's almost impossible to get them exactly right, but we're going to talk about taking the guessing game out, how Bree and, and her father and everyone over at Estes Financial helps their clients with this area and how they work through it. So we got that coming up. We got a mailbag question as well. So we appreciate you tuning in. Again, you can find us online, estesfinancial.net, on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn as well. So make sure you connect uh, when you get done listening. All right, Bree, let's talk about the guessing game. Because I guess this is the biggest, I guess when I think of like working with an advisor and working with a a certified financial planner, it's like you can take the guessing game out of things when you work with someone. But these three areas we're going to talk about today, these are ones that you you have no clue on where to start if you're doing it on your own. Well, yeah, financial planners, 
like me, I'm a certified financial planner. We have some idea of how to estimate these expenses. But as I tell almost all of our clients, if you tell me the day you're going to die, I can get really, really accurate with these numbers. I mean, none of us know what the future holds. But these are three areas where I see when people try to do it themselves um, or when they work with someone who's not a CFP, who hasn't been trained in this. These are areas where I see wild inaccuracies Mm -hmm. when it comes to financial planning. And it scares me the most because these are the three areas that can really, really determine um, whether you outlive your money or your money outlives you. And I'm not talking about everyone li- wanting to live a- leave a legacy for, you know, children and, and that type of thing or for their family or their church or their nonprofits. I, I get that's not everybody's cup of tea. But at the same time, you don't want to be depend. You don't want to have run out of money and be dependent on your children. That's kind of where I come at it. Well, let's start with income. Uh, income planning is, is essential in retirement. Uh, and most people are just guessing on how much income they're going to need, right? So they, you know, either they think they're going to not need as much as they actually will. And on the opposite side too, because it works both ways, is you might actually think you're going to need a lot more than you actually do. And then you end up working much longer than you have to. Yeah, this is one where it can go, it can really eat into your quality of life. I mean, if you're working, especially a job you hate, longer than you need to just to be able to provide the the income that you think you're going to need, that's problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I see is people still following the old rule of thumb, which which is what I was taught when I joined the industry a million years ago and dinosaurs walk the planet. No, not really. But that you need 70% of your income of what, you know, your, your working income as income in retirement. And that one I like to challenge a lot, too, because of the fact that, okay, we don't have some of the same deductions that we had, you know, but we also have a lot more free time on our hands. Mm -hmm. And people tend to want to do the expensive hobbies. Hmm. They want to travel. And even if you want to see the U.S. by car right now with gas prices where they are, Hmm. getting a motorhome, it's an expensive hobby. So it's one of those situations where you have more time and more time means more time to spend money. So that that's where all of that can kind of come into to play when people try to, you know, read an article online or uh, something they heard at one point in time and put it into place. This is where I I tend to see major um, mistakes, if you will. Yeah. Or either underestimates or overestimates, and now they're working a job they hate that they didn't need to be working. Yep. So a true income plan really helps you avoid a big mistake. So take the guessing game out of how much money you're going to need in retirement. All right. Well, one that's very top of mind right now, Bree, is inflation. And I don't. I know that this is something you always work into planning because you don't know what things are going to cost at the end of retirement compared to where you start. But I think everyone right now understands the impact of inflation. They're feeling it every single day. And it's tough to guess uh, you know, what it's going to be in 15, 20 years. So how do you take that guessing game out of it? Well, I mean, if you just look at a, a simple inflation rate, most people don't realize how much prices rise over time. Like this, right now it's smacking us in the face. It's yep. really hard not to notice. Impossible. But if, if these rises happen gradually, most people don't notice them. For example, Normally, if you go to the grocery store and you buy a loaf of bread and let's say it's a dollar one week, 
you go back the next week and it's a 105, that's not going to be a significant enough jump for you to really start worrying. What about if you go back two weeks and it's a buck 10? Is, are you going to notice? It? Then when do you notice it? Do you notice it at $2? That's when most people I think are going to stand up and really, really notice. Mm-hmm. But when that happens with everything we purchase, it becomes problematic. And a couple who needs $5,000 a month to cover their lifestyle when they retire at 65 is going to need, with simple 3% inflation, is going to need almost $10,000 a month when they're 85 just to have the same buying power. That's double mm-hmm. in 20 years. And so this is where I've seen a lot of financial plans lately fall apart because, because inflation's been so low. People have just been assuming it's going to stay there. And yes, we've gotten smacked around with inflation this year. It is not pretty at all. And I don't, I mean, we're, this is eventually going to level out. I don't know when. Um, I have a crystal ball in my office, but it's decorative only. It doesn't really work. <laughs> Tried, trust me. Um, so in the meantime, we've just got to kind of know that going forward, we have to assume some inflation rate. I mean, I was using 3.75 two years ago and people were telling me that's way, way, way too high. Yeah. Well, is it? <laughs> is right it now. really? No, no, it's not. So it's one of those situations where factoring in inflation is is very, very, very important. And this is where I see people who just want to think about right now and don't really want to think about when they're 85. Yeah. And and we're talking to what yesterday as of recording this, the inflation rate was almost at eight percent. Yeah. Which is double what you were doing, more than double, and people were thinking that was a lot. So I just kind of goes to show you, and if you actually if you plan to for more inflation that actually happens, that's not a bad spot to be in, right? It's extra money to have. Take a trip, buy the big thing, you know, d- use it for something, do something with it. But I'd rather, like I said, my husband sometimes calls me Eeyore because I always want to look at the dark, <laughs> the, you know, the the dark side of something. I'd yeah. rather prepare and look for that dark side than not, right? And be shocked later on when it happens. So it, that's that's my whole point of view. That's just how I view it. Inflation's very, very, very important. And anyone who tells you don't worry about it, run right. screaming from the hills. Well, I think everybody understands that right now. It takes it takes times like this, I guess, to make you realize, hey, you know, Bree's been talking about inflation. I don't really thought about it much, but uh, I see what she's talking about right now. Inflation and taxes. Two things I talk about all the time that I've had people go, you know, you sound like a broken record. It's not happening. Taxes yeah. are not going to be a problem. Inflation's not going to be a problem. I mean, we've been talking about fixed interest rates on mortgages for forever. Mm-hmm. And now, as interest rates are eventually going to start rising, I think people are going to realize, oh, crud, I should have locked in when I could have. Yeah. Yep. All right. We got one more here. Uh, one area we're guessing really can can really hurt you if you're not prepared, and that's with healthcare. Again, you know, we talk about rising costs. Well, one of the first things you think of is healthcare. It's, it's, you know, it's one of the areas has actually been rising. Maybe not this year specifically in 2022, but over the last you know decade or so, it's been rising faster than inflation. Healthcare and education. So, you know, you think about healthcare. We're all going to have to have healthcare costs to factor in in retirement because you got doctors' visits, home health care, assisted living, and so forth. So this one is, I think, Bria, you, you, we talk, we put these three on here for a reason, but this one can really hit you if you're not prepared. Well, and here's my thought on this one. A lot of people don't understand that not only 
regular doctor's visits are going to go up because inflation <laughs> it costs more to run a doctor's office. Guess who they're going to pass that on to? They're not going to eat the cost. It's going to come to us or the insurance company or both. Home health care, same situation. If they have to drive, and the gas prices is $5 a barrel. Guess who's going to have to shoulder some of that cost? The other thing is, is the cost of medications. I mean, we've heard horror stories in the news about certain medications that people need with price gouging. And, and I think that this is just going to get worse and worse uh, moving forward. And even the, the most recent Medicare premium increase, a lot of that had to do with a medication that not everybody on Medicare is taking. But in order to make the medication um, Medicare eligible, guess what? everybody's price goes up. And so you're shouldering the burden for a medicine you might not be taking. The other thing I'm seeing is that people don't understand. They see the Medicare premium and they hear what the average person on Medicare is paying. And they don't understand that that premium goes up based off of your income that you have coming in. So if you have a pension, if you're lucky enough to have a pension, guess what? Taxable income. Uh, Well, actually, it's modified adjusted gross income is what is what the Medicare premiums based off of Mag- Maggie, but your pensions factored in that. Some of some of your social eighty five percent of your social security is factored in that. Money that you withdraw from your IRA or TSP because you're seventy and or pardon me seventy two and you have to is factored into that. The premium that you are you see on TV that they talk about is not always the premium you're paying. Mm-hmm. And this scares me moving forward into retirement, especially because. They don't look at your taxes for the previous year to figure out your Medicare premium. They look at your taxes from two years before. Well, who's thinking if I do this now, two years in the future, I'm going to cause all kinds of hate and discontent for myself. Most of the time, not most people. Yeah. Hmm. I, I just, I don't see, especially with COVID, especially with what we've seen this past year. I mean, the free tests that I was supposed to get from, or I was supposed to be reimbursed for by my health insurance. Yeah. I had to fight to get those tests reimbursed. It's ridiculous. It was, it was like, I, what was it? 200 bucks a person when we, when we went to Jamaica for my birthday for our outgoing tests. Hmm. Uh, we had Canadian friends that we met there and European friends that we met there that paid, that thought that was ludicrous. They paid nothing. Yeah. Their tests, they could take their tests at home. And that was the same equivalent to us taking half a day and getting jabbed in the nose and paying, I think, I think 275 for, I think it was almost 300, 275 per person for it. It's just a system that is just designed to go up, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, hold out hopes they actually make improvements with it one day, but I'm not, I'm not holding my breath. I'll say that. Uh, I, I'll, I'll remain optimistic, but. <laughs> I like to remain positively optimistic. It would be nice if. If we we knew something there, but at the same time, I just as as inflation happens, mm-hmm. everything's going to have to cost more, including healthcare. Yep. Well, these are just three areas that are very important to kind of get a, a a good grip on with your planning. And if you have, you know, if you if you heard any of these and said, okay, I am kind of guessing, you know, on income planning, on healthcare costs, whatever it is, sit down with Bree, her dad Tim. Get this figured out. Get it under control. Get a plan in place for it. That's what's so important. So you can find them online, estesfinancial.net. You can also call the office as well, 817-444-8402. And you mentioned taxes, Bree, so we can't get out of here without touching on that because it's another guessing game, right? What are taxes going to be in 15 or 20 years? Nobody knows. But we do offer you a little, a little toolkit to help you out. 
nobody knows exactly, but uh, I'm guessing higher just <laughs> based off the deficit in this country and the fact that we were just talking about how everything has to go up. So um, we've got a ticking tax time bomb toolkit. And it, what it's in it is one of my favorite things, which is our financial flight plan book, Seven Lessons to Save Your Retirement. And we even have a specific kit designed for federal employees because we work with so many wonderful federal employees that talks about their the federal employee financial flight plan book. We've also got a couple of special reports in there. These five risks could destroy your retirement. A few of them we just talked about. <laughs> Three out of the five we've covered already today. And some, some information on taxes, tax special reports. So the, the kit in itself it has a $97 value. And um, we offer it to listeners of the podcast for free. Love it. Take advantage of that. It, it is such a great resource and tool, and it's complimentary just for listening to the Financial Flight Plan podcast. Well, when I think of all this stuff, Bree, I, I do get a little stressed out, right? Trying to think okay. about where we're going to be in the future and how much money I'm going to need and all this stuff. This one brings us to our getting to know you question for today. How do you relieve stress? What do you do to lower that? Ooh. This is something that I've been working on for years and years and years because I'm not always good at it. I walk around with a little, I'm a little bit of an anxiety-ridden stress bee. Number one thing I do, uh, I go shooting. I have a concealed handgun license and I go to our local range and I will shoot a box of ammunition. And that helps me just kind of focus because I have to slow down when I'm doing that and focus on what's in front of me and focus on the target and slow my breathing down. And I find that that just also slows down my stress level. So that's one thing I do. I also like to work out when I'm stressed. And I love to go for walks along the Trinity River. So that's the best part of where our office is located is I look out my window from my office and I see the Trinity. So at lunchtime, I'll go for a little bit of a walk some days and just kind of breathe and, and uh, enjoy nature. I'm fine. I find if I spend all day inside, I get very, very grumpy. Yeah. Like that. So those, those are my, a couple of different ways, but really my, my preferred method is to go to the range. Very therapeutic, huh? (laughs) You ever picture anything on the other end of that? Nope. Nope. I'm not, not one of those. I just enjoy the practice of it's almost, um, it's almost like yoga to me. It's very, there's, you watch your breathing, you watch your, you know, you pay attention to your body. It's just, right. it's, it's, a, it's a good way for me to get in tune with my body. It's a little different form of meditation, right? Yeah, yeah, bit. just a little bit different. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, I like that. Thanks for sharing as always. All right, let's take one question before we get out of here today, Bree. We got one from George that came in to the show, so we'd like to get your thoughts on this one. He says, I have all my retirement savings in one IRA. Should I move some of it somewhere else to be diversified? Ooh, interesting question, George. Um, I don't, diversification isn't having a bunch of IRAs, to me, at least. Diversification is having a bunch of stuff within one account that isn't the same. When you do something like open up two IRAs, if you have two different people managing them, they may actually be doing the exact same strategy within those accounts and hurting you, reducing your diversification, not increasing your diversification. 
So I am not a big fan. I'm not a proponent of have a bunch of IRAs with different advisors. I've found that my clients who start doing that end up in a worse position than they'd be if they had had one central advisor, one IRA, and had that IRA being well diversified within investments. Gotcha. Good question, George. I'm sure you're not the only one that's thought that, and um, hopefully that kind of clears it up a little bit. But if you want to dive more into your IRA, see how you can get properly diversified, always reach out Estes Financial Services. You can find them online, estesfinancial.net, and you can also call them, 817-444-8402. All right, Bree, good luck with the birthdays coming up. Try not to spend too much of your money and not eat too much cake along the way, but enjoy yourself. I'm, I'm trying very, very much so. <laughs> well, thank you so much, everybody who's listening. Go out and lead an abundant life.